0: The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adibwe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We will continue with our series going higher part 51 going higher part 51 our text will be 1st Kings chapter 19 from verse 9 to 12 1st Kings chapter 19 from verse 9 to 12. And he, that is Elijah, came thither unto a cave, and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant thrown down thy altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth, and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, I'm breaking pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Today, I just want to talk on the still, small voice. We could spend weeks again in this section, but I will allow the Holy Spirit to teach you whatever I jump over. Elijah traveled 40 days, 40 nights without food, without water, to keep an appointment with God. Then he arrived on Mount Horeb, and it's God who told him to go there, and you see here that God is a God of humor, (laughs) he's the one who asked him to come, he has arrived, and God now says, Elijah, what are you doing there? Funny question, our God is a God of humor. And uh, just in case you want to begin to wonder, how can this be? uh, What about us, his children? We also ask some very unnecessary questions. They give you the microphone to pray, you say, shall we pray? (laughs) Suppose somebody jumps up and says, we are not going to pray. What are you going to do? Of course we are going to pray. Shall we pray? Of course. But then God then said, All right, want to keep an appointment with me? I want you to move out of the cave, go and stand out there so we can talk. And then all of a sudden. A wind began to blow. And after the wind, the quake was a big earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was fire. And yet God was not in any of them. First, the fire. Uh, first of all, rather, the wind. First, the wind. The wind. As I think I told you before in this series, it's just coming as an advance guard. And in Acts chapter 2 from verse 1 to 4, Acts 2 from verse 1 to 4, the Bible tells us that on the day of Pentecost, there was a sound like that of a rushing mighty wind, just an advance guard. Then the quake, Quick is just to announce okay I'm here remember Acts chapter 16 from verse 25 to 26 Acts 16 25 to 26 when God arrived after Paul and Silas began to praise him the earth shook remember the Bible says heaven is his throne Isaiah chapter 66 verse 1 Isaiah 66 verse 1 Heaven is the throne of God, the earth is his footstool. If God is sitting in heaven and his leg is touching the earth, then you know how big the legs must be. And so when he gets up to begin to move, uh, the earth is bound to shake. In fact, Psalm 147, Psalm 14, verse 7 says Tremble, earth, in the presence of your Lord. When God is moving, the earth is bound to tremble. That's Psalm 114, verse 7. Then the fire. According to Psalm 97, verse 3, Psalm 97, verse 3, the Bible says, A fire goes before him. Whenever God is going somewhere, a fire goes before him. To burn up his enemies roundabout. In case any obstruction is on the way, the fire will clear the way. Tells so, you so what happens when there is a true divine appointment. First, the wind will blow, then the earth will quake, and then the fire will fall. But uh, what we are interested in today is not the quaking or the wind blowing or the fire burning. We are only interested in the small, still voice of God. You see, divine voice can be in categories. There is that majestic voice of God, powerful, thunderous, that the Bible says in Psalm 29 from verse 3 to 9, Psalm 29 from verse 3, uh, I want to read it up to verse 9. Psalm 29 from verse 3 to 9. Bible tells us that the word of God is powerful, full of majesty. The voice can break cedars, cedars of Lebanon. His voice can divide flames of fire. His voice can shake wilderness. His voice can even make animals deliver. That's the kind of voice, I'm sure, that he used in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Genesis 1, verse 3. Let there be light. And there was light. It was the voice of the majesty of the Messiah. I mean, for example, in John chapter 12, verse 28 to 30, John 12, from verse 28 to 30, when Jesus Christ was praying and said, Father, glorify thy name. The Father roared back. Son, I have both glorified it, and we glorify it again. How do I know that he spoke with that majestic voice? Because the people who were there said, It thunders. <laughs> they didn't know it was the voice of God, they thought, it, they thought it was thunder. So the voice of God can be powerful, thunderous. The same voice can be loud and urgent not quite uh, as thunderous as before. He can make it loud, loud enough for the dead to hear. That must be loud. (laughs) John 11, 39 to 44, John 11 from verse 39 to 44, when he stood by the tomb of Lazarus, he cried, Lazarus, come forth. Even the dead had. That was pretty loud. And then in John chapter 7, from verse 37 to 39, John 7, from verse 37 to 39, the Bible tells us that people were in a feast. They were rejoicing, eating, drinking. There was a lot of noise. Jesus cried. On that last day of the feast, and said, if any man thirst, come to me and drink. It was loud enough to cause everybody to keep quiet, to cause everybody to pay attention. There was a crowd there, and they were in uh, celebration mood. A lot of noise going on, so he had to raise his voice. And then his voice, the voice of God can be loud, but friendly. Loud and reassuring. Like in Matthew, 15, uh, Matthew 14, from verse 22 to 27. Matthew 14, 22 to 27. The disciples were in a boat. There was a storm. And then they saw Jesus walking on water towards them. They thought it must be a ghost. And so they were afraid. The Bible said they cried out in fear. Twelve mighty voice, cry out in fear. So his own voice had to be loud enough to subdue the voice of twelve men. But it was a reassuring voice. Hey, fear not. It is I. But then his voice can then be softer than that. It could be loud enough for you to hear. But it can be invitational. Like in the same Matthew 14, from verse 28 to 29. Matthew 14, from verse 28 to 29. When Peter said, Lord, if it is true, bid me come. He said, come. Surely it must have been loud for Peter to hear. But it's not the same as Lazarus come forth. But then he can lower his voice still and talk just like you and I talk normally. You know, friends, talking to friends. No need to really shout. At least loud enough for all of us to hear. Like in John 15, from verse 14 to 17, John 15 14 to 17, just com- conversational. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. You see, I'm not calling you servants anymore now, I'm calling you friends. You know that kind of tone. That's not loud, you don't shout on your friends. Uh, if, if a friend is shouting on another friend, then maybe there's something wrong. But then there is this small, still voice. What we'll probably call a whisper. Something that says this is for your ears only. It's for your ears only. John chapter 13. From verse 21 to 26, John 13, 21 to 26. You know the story? At the last supper, when they were eating, 13 of them at the table, the Lord and 12 disciples. And suddenly the Lord said, one of you is going to betray me. Ah, and everybody was saying, ah, who can that be? How can that be? Is it me? Is it me? And the Lord wasn't answering. Then Peter beckoned to John, the beloved. And Peter said, hey, if he won't tell anybody, he will tell you. Ask him. So John moved closer still and said, Lord, who is it?" And he said, well, uh, don't let me mention his name that I would take a piece of bread, put it in the stew, and put it in the mouth of the traitor for your ears only. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. Isaiah 30, verse 21 says, when you are going and you get to a crossroad and you don't know where to turn, you will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Still, small voice. The kind that the Bible refers to in Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Revelation 2, verse 7. He that has ear to hear, let him hear. you know it's possible for a crowd to gather and God will be speaking and only one fellow will be hearing? Uh-huh. I mean, I remember years ago, we went for a program in Kenya, a World Conference of Pentecostals. I think that was 1976. That was a big crowd in the hall. And we were having a section of the program that they call meditation time. The musician was playing, playing the, uh, the guitar and singing the song and we were up there. I think if I remember very well, uh, Papa, then Brother Kumuyi was sitting by my right. I can't remember who was sitting by my left. And right there. Right there with that crowd. was the first time I saw a vision of heaven. And I saw what I saw. Went, came back. Oh, see, everybody was, see, here yeah? Because they, as they were, that fellow was singing, everybody was praying. So there was a lot of noise. But that there in the crowd, somebody was hearing and seeing what he was, What God wanted him to see. I pray. In the name that is above every other name. That no matter the crowd. You will from today begin to hear the small still voice. Proverbs 20 verse 12 says. The hearing ear and the seeing eyes. The Lord has made them all. What does he mean by the hearing here? (laughs) There are ears that are just there and are not hearing anything. He's not talking about deaf people now. He's talking about those who are deaf spiritually. I remember the first time I attended a fellowship when I was just born again at the University of Lagos. and uh, Somebody took me there. And we were worshiping God. I liked the worship, even though I didn't know many of the songs then. I was just going along, making a joyful noise. And then all of a sudden, I see if somebody uh, was coordinating the thing, nobody was. All of a sudden, everybody became silent. And then one fellow began to prophesy. Thus said the Lord, this, 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 this. I said to the fellow who took me there, when did God say that? He said, shh, God is talking. I said, I can't hear anything. (laughs) (laughs) Only one fellow was hearing. After that day, I, I, I prayed to God, I must hear you. Thank God I've been hearing him since... Because in Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, Matthew chapter 13, verse 16, the Bible says, Blessed are your ears, because they can hear. There are ears that cannot hear anything. Um, some people have asked me, you are preaching and uh, the Holy Ghost service, and suddenly you stop and say, Thank you, Daddy. Uh, There's someone here, and bang, right on target. You mentioned my case. How come you had that? Why can't I hear the same thing? (laughs) I said, you can. There's something called the ministry of the prophet, because we are talking about going higher. And the prophets hear what others don't hear. In first Kings chapter 18, verse 41, 1 Kings 18, verse 41, only Elijah heard the sound of abundance of rain. Nobody else heard the sound. Only the prophet. In Second Kings chapter two, from verse nineteen to twenty-two, Second Kings chapter two, from verse nineteen to twenty-two. Up to today, we do not know how Elisha could turn to the men of Jericho and say, "Go and bring me salt in a new uh, vessel." And then he went to the source of the river and poured in the, source, and the salt and the creed. How did he know what to do? Whoever told him, I'm sure it's not Elijah, that if some people come to you and they say that uh, we have problems in our land, that... Uh, Uh, There is uh, miscarriages, I mean, there are miscarriages and uh, there's barrenness, there is death. What you should do is ask for salt. (laughs) I know a prophet who has built a ministry on bringing your salt. When you are coming to church, bring your salt. And by salt, it means money. Where was it in the Bible that Elisha read that once upon a time when some people came to Elijah, my father in the Lord, that they needed a miracle. My father in the Lord said, go and bring salt. It's not there. But God spoke to him. A still, small voice. That's what makes the prophet different from other people. Because I'm mentioning this because as we are growing higher, many of you, in the mighty name of Jesus, will begin to hear the still small voice of God. Let me conclude. How can I hear this voice? Psalm 95 from verse 7 to 8, Psalm 95 from verse 7 to 8 says, If you want to hear his voice, harden not your heart. You want to hear his voice? Harden not your heart. What does that mean? Hey, because God has been talking to you about certain things you must stop doing. But you say, well, God knows I'm a human being, Uh, a human being can't be perfect. Uh, uh -uh. You know you are wrong. God says confess. God says restitute. You become stubborn. You can't hear his his voice. You want to hear him? Harding not your heart. How can I hear from him? Ah, this is for those of you who are not here born again. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 27. John 10, 27, he said, My sheep hear my voice. You can hear him if you are not one of his sheep. You can hear him until first and foremost you surrender your life to him, you become born again, you become one of his own, then you begin to hear his voice. So those of you who want to surrender your life to Jesus, wherever you are, bow your head now and cry unto him and say, Lord, have mercy on me, save my soul. I want to become one of your sheep because I want to begin to hear your voice. Let us pray. My Father, my God, I want to thank you once again for your word. I want to thank you for your voice that can come in conversational tone like I've been talking to your people now, telling them what to do. I'm asking, Lord God Almighty, that as many of them as have responded to the altar call, as many of them as are saying, yes, Lord, I want to surrender to you. I want to be one of your sheep. Please receive them, save their souls, let your blood wash away their sins. Please, my Father and my God, Receive them into the fold where your sheep are gathered together. And I pray that from now on they be hearing from you. As for those of us who are already your children, who have been growing steadily in you, please, Lord, even from today, grant us the grace to we'll be hearing your still, small voice so that we will never go astray. In Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.